So is your marriage challenging or maybe harder than the average hard? And perhaps you've tried everything, or maybe you're ready to finally start trying. Marriage Methods is for you. Marriage Methods is a three-month companion journey created from a woman who's been there specifically for you. We cover things like self-care, grieving and accepting your reality, anger, forgiveness, and how to tangibly make changes that will make an actual difference in your heart and in your relationship. Marriage Methods is now pay what you can afford, and you can receive it either weekly for 12 weeks or in a one-time PDF. There's never been a better time to take this step. What are you waiting for, sweet one? Future you will thank you. Check the show notes for how to sign up today. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that we have a God who gives us so many ways to partner with him and our healing and search for wholeness and relationship with him. Today, I'm going to share a bit about the 11th step in the 12 steps of recovery. If you haven't already listened to my episode where I share my background with Al-Anon, you might want to start there. That's on May 23rd, along with all of the episodes I have done leading up to this, sharing on all of the other steps and several of recovery's most popular and helpful slogans. I'm going to start us off by reading all 12 of the steps with the reminder that the 12 steps of recovery are not just for people who are addicted to something. They're not just for codependents. The 12 steps are a beautiful way to navigate life and faith and all of our relationships, whether they are struggling or healthy. When you hear the word alcohol in step one, you can fill that in with my life or the name of a loved one. Here we go. Step one, admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. These are from Al-Anon's 12 Steps, copyright 1996 by Al-Anon Family Group Headquarters. Okay, so today, step 11, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. So for those of us who already know God and have Jesus as Lord, this step will more than likely be a continuation of what we already do. But for those of us who don't yet know Jesus personally, asking God to reveal himself to you is a really good place to start. So I'm going to touch on the second half of this step first, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Uh, I've got to be honest. I am not a prayer like this step is recommending I be. It's the very rare prayer that comes out of my mouth or onto the page that is simply your will be done and give me strength to handle your will. Um, Unfortunately, no. I typically will tell God all the things, um, all the things I'm feeling, all the things I hope he'll do, usually in other people's lives. And then sometimes, and I'm talking like maybe 1% of the time, I'm aware of what I've just done and I'll say, oh, um, but your will, Lord, not mine. So I need to work on that one. But it's interesting because I think this step actually was more written for the person who was either not connected with God at all when they entered recovery or new to their faith because of recovery. So like they were putting this in as, okay, you're brand new. This is what you do. You pray and you ask God for his will. But even though that's probably where, how it was created, it's such a good reminder to me who has been trying to follow Jesus since I was 15, that perhaps I could learn a thing or two about humility And try just asking God from time to time what his will is each day and for his help to do what he wants me to do. What a concept. Now regarding prayer, I just want to encourage each of you, if you are not already a praying person, simply look at prayer as talking with God. Thank him for what he means to you. Thank him for all the good things in your life. It says um, in James that he is the giver of all gifts. Thank him for the breath in your lungs, the sun in the sky, the food on your table, the roof over your head, your friends, your job, your children. Then just talk to him. Tell him what is scaring you or confusing you or filling you with anxiety and ask for his help to figure it all out. And then thank him for what he's going to do in your life. In fact, I want to give you a handful of one-line prayers that you can pray at any time. You may want to like listen to this list. I think I'm going to list off about eight or 10, and you might want to choose one to put on a post-it note or memorize. These are all things we can ask God for that I have no doubt he wants to do in each of our lives. Ask God to reveal himself to you if you don't know him yet. Ask God to give you a heart that loves him more than anything else. Ask God to give you an attitude of contentment and gratefulness. Ask God to help you be more aware of his presence in your daily life. Little tip, we don't need to say, God be with us. God, please be with so-and-so. God is, he already is. What we need to be asking is for an awareness of his presence. Ask God to infuse your life and heart and soul with joy and hope. 
Ask God to give you holy wonder, a true awe for who he really is. If you're exhausted, ask God for his rest and to restore you. If you're lonely, ask for his companionship. When you don't know what else to ask for, ask God to be big in your life. And you can even ask God to help you fall in love with him. Now, as far as meditation goes, I have created a dozen guided meditations on this podcast to help us try this practice in more focused ways. When I do this, when I try to meditate, when I take the time to sit quietly and focus my breathing and thoughts on maybe one word or one phrase, it helps me to calm my nervous system down. It's a sweet way to start my day or to quiet my heart and mind before bed. Lastly, let me read from the book, Serenity, a Companion for 12-Step Recovery, for one more aspect of improving our contact with God. From John 4, 13 and 14, Jesus said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give her will never thirst. But the water that I shall give her will become in her a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. For most of us, life has been a thirsty experience. We leak. We have thirsted for love, security, self-worth, peace. And many of us have tried to quench that thirst through excessive control, addictions, and other inappropriate behavior patterns. But finally, we have come to know the one who can satisfy the deepest thirst of every human spirit, We have put our trust in Christ who gives to us, as he did to the woman at the well, the fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. How do we participate in the joy and peace of everlasting life right now? The Lord says in Ephesians 5.26, connecting water with the word of God. Just as water is essential to our physical lives for quenching our actual thirst and cleansing us, so the word of God satisfies and purifies our spiritual thirst. Through it, we come to a better knowledge of God and his will for us, and our relationship with him is nourished and enriched. And so if that is a new thing for you, being in the word of God, I would recommend two things. I would recommend choosing... One of the four Gospels, these are the stories of the life of Jesus, either Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and read maybe 10 verses a day and learn about who Jesus is. And then I would also maybe start going through the book of Psalms and read one or two Psalms every day. That's a really gentle way to start um, sort of learning your way around the Bible. The whole point of step 11 which is one of the reasons I love step 11 is to become more connected with God and to abide with Jesus as it's only when we're abiding that we can live out of his strength, out of his power, out of his love. And when we can bear fruit. Okay. I'm going to post a link in the show notes to lots of goodies where you can find an Al-Anon group, a celebrate recovery group, a therapist, where you can order any of the Al-Anon daily readers that I have been referring to as well as a handful of my courses. If you like all that to say, 
please feel free to share it with a friend or subscribe to it, rate it, review it, or consider financially supporting it. So sweet ones, all that to say, no matter where you are in your spiritual or recovery journey, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God, and he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.